0: Five minutes after the hour and 56 degrees outside our KTDR studios. Time to talk Feld's health, and Kayla's with us today. Good morning, Kayla. Good morning. Um, today, we are going to be talking with Devin Greep, the lung cancer screening coordinator at the Phelps Health Delbert Day Cancer Institute, on our Ask a Professional show today. Welcome, Devin. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, so, before we get started, can you just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe where you went to
1: school, what brought you to Phelps Health? Yeah. So, um, I went to high school in Vienna, which is just right down the road from here, so grew up in the area. I have two different undergraduate degrees. I have an associate's um, from Ozark Technical Community College, it's a bioclinical studies degree Mm -hmm. and I have a bachelor's from Missouri State University which is a health service management degree and then I am currently getting my master's as well online so that's awesome that's a little bit about my education as far as hobbies go whatever moves your body and being around this area it's a lot of outside hunting Mm -hmm. fishing I grew up that way Um, but anything that just keeps you active yeah I would say that I came to Phelps Health because it was just a natural fit, which I think is something really exciting to say about a company that someone can say that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So growing up in the area, I've had a lot of friends, a lot of family that have worked for the organization, had nothing but good things to say. Mm -hmm. And then when my husband and I decided to stay in the area, it just felt like a natural fit. I knew I wanted to be in healthcare. I knew I wanted to help people. And so it just made sense to me. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: So I know that you didn't start out as the lung cancer screening coordinator. So can you kind of tell us just... Briefly where you started at Phelps Health and
1: how you got to where you're at now. Yeah So a little over a year and a half ago I was actually hired on still in the Cancer Institute as a clinical research assistant So in that position I helped enroll patients and maintain their status on clinical trials Mm -hmm. um, In regards to cancer all types of cancer through that So I was in that position for a little over six months when I was approached uh, with this opportunity And I've been in this position since the beginning of the year.
0: Well, that's awesome. Phelps Health is super lucky to have you? Um, So today we are going to be talking about all things lung cancer screening. So, um, but before we get into the lung cancer screening, we're going to talk a little bit about lung cancer. So briefly, can you kind of explain to us what lung cancer is?
1: Yeah, so lung cancer is a form of cancer that forms in the cells of the bronchi, which is what connects your windpipes to your lungs. It can also form in the smaller parts of the bronchi, which is called the bronchioles or the alveoli. Mm -hmm. Um, There really are two main types of lung cancer, non-small cell and small cell lung cancer. What you're going to hear of and what's more uh, commonly Come across is non small cell cancer. Mm-hmm. It is less aggressive than small cell, but it is um, a lot more common. Whereas small cell cancer, it's not as common, it's a lot more rare, but it is a very aggressive form of lung cancer. So, how common is lung cancer as a whole? Yeah, lung cancer is the third most common cancer in the United States. So that is among both men and women. So the most common cancer or the third most common cancer, the most common uh, Mm -hmm. of cancer deaths. So the most causing of cancer
0: deaths. So um, what are kind of some of those risk factors for lung cancer?
1: Yeah, so we consider patients to be high risk for lung cancer if they do have a smoking history and that can be uh, cigars, pipes, cigarettes, anything of that sort. They have been exposed to secondhand smoke, so whether that is a family member who has smoked in the home or if it is an older population, which we will get into later on, a co-worker that they were around when it was okay to smoke indoors in, in offices and things like that back in the day, a family history of lung cancer, so those genetic predispositions, mm-hmm. uh, or a lot of radiation exposure to the chest, whether, whatever that um, case may be that you had that exposure, or exposure to things like radon and asbestos. So what about the causes of lung cancer? Can we kind of talk about what those might be? Yeah, so it's really hard to pinpoint what caused a cancer because there are so many factors there, but we like to say that there are some really strong correlators to what um we where we find cancer. So obviously that tobacco use and the secondhand mm-hmm. smoke that we talked about Uh, Radon gas, like we said, is a really big contributor. But then some cancer-causing agents, which is what we call carcinogens, and that can be things like occupational hazards, Mm -hmm. firefighters, things like that's a big one, exposure to asbestos, diesel exhaust, things of that sort. And then air pollution can be a big one. Uh, We're seeing less and less of that be um, Mm -hmm. correlated to lung cancer just because of some of the environment acts that are being passed these days. Uh, But air pollution can definitely be one, and then genetic mutation, so the genetic predispositions.
0: So we've talked a lot about um, smoking and how smoking and tobacco use is obviously a very big risk factor for lung cancer. So if you are a smoker, does that mean that you're definitely going to get lung cancer?
1: So... We like to say that there is a strong correlation between smoking Mm -hmm. and lung cancer. We don't say that smoking causes lung cancer because you're going to have all cases. You are going to see patients that have smoked all their lives and don't get lung cancer. And then you're going to see a patient who was never, we can't trace any secondhand exposure. They never picked up a cigarette in their lifetime and they have a late stage lung cancer. So there is, we do say that we see a lot of smoking in the majority of our cases, but we can't say that it is a cause of lung cancer.
0: So this is a question that's not on the outline, but I'm confident that you can answer it. How important is it to, if you do currently smoke, to seek help to stop smoking?
1: Yeah, so there, it is one of the biggest factors, like we said. We can't Mm -hmm. say causation, but it is a very large factor. And there are so many resources out there these days for smoking cessation. Um, All of our clinics at Phelps Health have different brochures, different programs. There's talks online. There's places that you can go to. There's um, different types of like, resorts and things like that where you can go and seek that help so it is such a crucial point you know they say prevention is is the best cure yes um so yes smoking cessation is is definitely top of that list yes so talk to your primary care provider if you want to stop smoking Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so can lung cancer be detected early yeah excuse me so definitely can be detected early that's kind of what we're here to talk about today but the caveat of lung cancer the the part where it gets really tricky is that when you start seeing symptoms when you start start showing those symptoms that are characteristic of lung cancer Mm -hmm. things like chest pain chronic cough most likely your cancer would already be in a late stage so what we refer to as late stage is stage three or four where it's a lot less treatable and most likely not curable depending Mm -hmm. on the type and like i said that varies from every person everything is different with as far as cancer goes um but with the early detection we are able to find these at a much more early stage, stage one, stage two, when they are a lot easier treatable, not so extensive treatments, and and they may even be curable. Mm
0: So you're referring to the lung cancer screening that we've recently started. So what is lung cancer screening?
1: Yeah, so lung cancer screening is a prevention tool in itself. Um, And what we do through this is we identify patients that are high risk, that meet a certain set of criteria. And through that, they will receive a imaging, um, a CT, which we can get into a little bit later on. That way we can try to catch these lung Mm -hmm. cancers before you're starting to show symptoms, before you would need some type of extensive treatment.
0: So you mentioned a certain criteria for lung cancer screening. So who is eligible for a lung cancer screening?
1: Because I know it's not everyone. Yeah, uh, we would love to screen everyone, um, catch all of the early s- symptoms, but just for purposes of you know insurance and things like that, we do mm-hmm. have these what we determine as high-risk patients. So these high-risk eligible patients are between the ages of 50 and 80. They have a minimum of 20 pack years of smoking, which we can get into here in a little bit. They are a current smoker or have quit smoking within the last 15 years. So if you have quit smoking or you are still smoking um, from November, let's see, 15 years. So November 2007 to now, if you you've quit between that time frame or you're still smoking now, that is what we would consider as current or former within those 15 years. Mm -hmm. You have no symptoms of lung cancer. And you have participated in a shared decision-making visit with your healthcare provider, which we can get into as well. And then obviously smoking cessation, smoking counseling, if you are still a current smoker.
0: Yes. So let's kind of get into that pack years because it's kind of a weird term. At least I think it's kind of weird. Mm -hmm. So um,
1: what is a pack years and how is it calculated? Yeah. So we calculate pack years by taking how many packs you smoked a day. And we times that by how many years that you were that consistently smoking. So um, the most common multiplication of that would be, I smoked one pack a day for 20 years. So mm-hmm. the 1 times 20 gives you your 20 pack years, which is the requirement currently. It's really exciting. Um, our program went live in May, but as of March, Medicare and Medicaid actually approved. The criteria was 30 pack years. Okay. So them de- decreasing this down to 20 pack years is covering a much larger um, set of people and giving a lot much, uh, giving a lot more people the opportunity to be covered by their insurance. That's awesome. But that could be in any, like I said, those pack years could be in any multiplication of that. So you could be smoking two packs a day for 10 years or half a pack a day for 40 years. Any mm-hmm. any combination of the two that it le- equals out to at least those 20 years qualifies okay. you.
0: Okay, so um, we also talked a little bit about having a shared making de- decision visit with your doctor. So can we kind of talk about what that is?
1: Yeah, so when you are in the office with your doctor, whether that be your annual visit or for whatever reason you find yourself in the office, um, we, we call it a shared decision making visit because it's not just the provider telling you, Hey, get this done. Mm -hmm. You guys are going back and forth. We're talking about the risks and benefits. We're seeing if it is the best case for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the provider kind of lays all of that criteria out there for you, what the process looks like. And then you eventually get to say yes or no, because it is your health. It is your care and it's your decision. So do you have to have a referral from your primary care provider for the lung cancer screening? So you do have to have a referral just because of the eligibility criteria. Mm-hmm. Um, being the coordinator of the program, I do review all of those patients still. One big kicker there is that most commonly we're going to see it being your primary care physician because that's who you just most, most likely will be in their office for your mm-hmm. annual visit or things like that. But it really could be any referring provider. Um, we've had some... We've had some patients referred from our oncologist in the Delbert Day Cancer Institute, so they're being seen for prostate cancer or breast cancer, Mm -hmm. and the provider noted that smoking pack history and referred them in. I've had some referrals from our ear, nose, and throat doctors, so it really could be any provider, but regardless, you do have to have that referral.
0: Okay. So a little bit earlier, you mentioned that a patient is only eligible for a lung cancer screening if they have no symptoms of lung cancer. So what are some of
1: those symptoms? Yeah. So some of the key symptoms that we see for lung cancer are things like consistent chest pain, coughing up blood, a chronic cough, um, being hoarse, a loss of appetite, shortness of breath, things like that. But those criteria are pretty general, so it is the chronic piece of that, seeing that I have these symptoms, they're not going away, they're very persistent Mm -hmm. and moving forward. And really the big reason that we say that a patient has to be asymptomatic or not have those symptoms is because, like I said, when those symptoms start showing, we're most likely assuming that it's going to be a later stage cancer, Mm -hmm. but at that point we need to move forward with some more serious diagnostic tests Mm -hmm. versus just the,
0: the screening exam. So um, what is the cost of a lung cancer screening and is it covered by insurance?
1: Yeah, so if a patient is meeting those criteria that we talked about, so I always say if you get anything out of my speeches, (laughs) eligibility criteria, because it's such a big kicker for this program, but if you meet those eligibility criteria, Medicare and many private insurance companies are covering the cost of that lung cancer screening, which is really exciting. But regardless, patients, if they have questions, if they don't know, should reach out to their insurance companies to see what their coverage is. And then patients can always talk to their providers or reach out to Phelps Health as a whole to see what self-pay options look like for them.
0: So um, obviously getting screened for lung cancer is a huge benefit. So what are some
1: of those benefits? Yeah, so... Being screened for lung cancer in a yearly sense or whatever the case may be once you get into the program, obviously shows a lower chance of death from lung cancer because we are catching those cancers at an early stage where they're a lot more treatable, possibly even curable. So that's Mm -hmm. a big thing for it. And then scans from the low dose low-dose CTs or the screening exams um, they reveal abnormalities not only just in regards to lung cancers but into other things that are being seen around the lungs and in the chest in general mm-hmm. a lot of our exams that we have have come back we've seen abnormalities um, in regards to cardiology things around the arteries things like that and so patients are being able to get those looked at as well where they may mm-hmm. have not found those until they were also at a worsening stage if it hadn't been for this exam yeah that is awesome so
0: how accurate are the lung cancer Screenings.
1: Yep. So, lung cancer screening finds 80% of lung cancers at that early, ca- at that early stage when they're treatable, possibly even curable. And so, without this screening, um, we would say that 70% of cancers are found at that later stage, which uh, requires a lot more extensive treatment, radiation, chemotherapy, mm-hmm. things like that, and are a lot less treatable possibly even not curable. Yeah, definitely. So we've talked a lot
0: about um, low dose CT scans. So can you tell us a little bit about what low dose means and
1: why that's so beneficial for patients? Yeah. So a low dose CT, an LDCT, you're gonna hear it so many different ways, is a low dose computed tomography or a low dose CT. So what it does is it takes pictures of your lungs and the surrounding area. So that way a radiologist can review it for abnormalities or nodules, which mm-hmm. is just a um, spot on your lung, an abnormal spot on your lung. So the scan takes about a minute. So these appointments are short and sweet. There's no needles, mm-hmm. there's no CT, there's no fasting beforehand. So you go in, you lay down the table, It takes about a minute and then you're done. And the reason it is called a low dose CT is because it uses less ionizing radiation than Mm -hmm. other CTs do than a normal CT does, which makes it a lot more sustainable to be getting them annually for this screening purpose. Mm -hmm. Obviously, all of our imaging is low dose compared to what it was 20-30 years ago but this is even more so than just the diagnostic cts that we use um in other cases yes
0: so we just want to reiterate that it the scan only takes about a minute it is super quick um painless so if you think that you need a lung cancer screening to talk to your doctor about it so i know that we just recently started the lung cancer screening program earlier this year so how many screenings at phelps health have we done
1: Yes. So yesterday we hit eighty performed screenings, which is really exciting. Yes. Um, the the kicker for the whole program, as in general, is that there are so many more eligible patients than that we than when we will screen. Yes. So it is our national average is that we are only screening six percent of the eligible adults in the United States, which wow. is a crazy statistic. The numbers are in the millions. Uh, so people say that they saw a decrease possibly because of COVID, but mm-hmm. it is a pretty steady number that we've been seeing since the inception of lung cancer screening about 10 years ago. So across the board, we haven't seen a significant decrease in yes. screening, but there, that increase that we would love to see hasn't, hasn't been there either.
0: So we have the tools to do the lung cancer screenings, yes. but we need the patients. Yes. yes. <laughs> so um, can you tell us what some of those outcomes of the screenings we've done at Phelps Health have been?
1: Yeah. So as a national average, what we see is they predict that 90% of lung cancer screenings performed are going to be that negative status. They're going to be uh, no nodules seen or nodules that are benign, not worrisome. Mm -hmm. Our statistics, just because I think that providers have been waiting for this program for a while, they've had these patients in the back of their mind that they knew were eligible. We have seen a larger uh, tick in positive cases than Mm -hmm. what the national average is. But like I said, the program only being live for about six months. uh, I think once it, We've reached a year or two and we've seen more of a stabilization. We will see closer resemblance to those national averages. But we've seen, I have had patients rank all the way across the board. So I've had mm-hmm. the completely negatives, no worry, we'll see you in a year. Mm-hmm. And we have had the patients that we've referred on to additional imaging, whether that be a CT, a PET scan, and being referred on to pulmonology. So then they've been everywhere in between.
0: So um, how can somebody prepare for their lung cancer screening?
1: Yeah, so kind of what we we talked about a few questions ago was that there is physically, there are no preparations. So there are scans out there where you have to fast for 12 hours or you have to drink a certain amount of water or whatever the case may be. This is not the case. So you wake up, you have breakfast, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, you drive into the hospital, you get your screening done, and and then you're off for your day. But mentally, I would just say that patients need to know that this is a good thing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Finding out that you have cancer is always scary. It's it's one of the biggest things that we see in the Cancer Institute, hold patients back from seeking care. Mm -hmm. But regardless, I always like to say knowledge is power. So knowing what it looks like, knowing whether it's completely negative or we need to move on to further imaging or we need to repeat in three months, we're at that stable stage. Mm -hmm. Knowledge is power. So I would just say being prepared that regardless of what happens today, it's a good thing. Yes, definitely.
0: So um, can you kind of tell us how the program is going so far? I know we've talked about it a little bit, and I know that you're also not a part of those shared decision-making visits, but
1: are patients receptive
0: to their doctors asking them to be screened?
1: Yeah, so I would say as far as the functionality of the program, we're doing really well. It's been great to see the different departments at Phelps Health work together because this Mm -hmm. is such a collaborative project between primary care, the Cancer Institute, pulmonology, and, and a lot of other departments as well how patients are are receiving the their doctors asking about them, I would say there are three types of patients. So there are patients that, you know, are former smokers, they want to do what's best for their health, they want to be screened, whatever it will be to keep them in a healthy mind and state. Um, Then we have our patients on the mid in the middle that are a little eerie about it, but they want to move forward anyways, they want to know. Mm -hmm. And then we have our patients on the far end that um, they don't want to know they they don't want to move forward with screening and where we're I'm a part of a national lung cancer roundtable, and we and we are doing this seven piece series right now. And a couple weeks ago, one of them was about the mental state that revolves around lung cancer screening. Mm-hmm. And one of the professionals on the call said that. In comparison to, you know, getting mammograms for breast cancer or doing colonoscopies for colorectal, those are also screening procedures. They're pretty much the same thing as what we're doing here in mm-hmm. the in the basis of it. Um, but there is not this crutch that is smoking. The smoking component of lung cancer screening is so large, and in breast cancer screening and colorectal screening, there is not this active component where patients can admit that something that they're doing could be harming themselves yes so we are seeing that a lot in our in our patients that they the smoking component is so large to them it's such a big piece of their life either maybe they're not ready to give it up or whether it's to their physician or it's to themselves they just don't want to admit that possibly something they were doing was harming themselves and and could be causing something such as lung cancer so it's a really big stigma wrapped around it i would say our our institution is, is doing a really good job of trying to break that in, uh, th- that stigma, and mm-hmm. we're seeing our patients. While there are those patients in our community, I would say the le- the majority of our patients are veering towards the other two groups I talked about that are wanting to take the steps in the right direction. But it's, it's not just Phelps Health. It's not just Phelps County. It's not just Missouri. It's being talked Mm -hmm. about on a national and a global level. What can
0: we do to break that stigma? Yeah, definitely. Because like you said, knowledge is power. So even if you do get um, a positive result, it's, it knowledge is power. Yeah. So after a patient comes to Phelps Health for a lung cancer screening, how can they expect to get those results?
1: Yeah. So there are a couple different ways. Uh, first would be through my chart, which is the online version of our medical record that we use at Phelps health. So through this, they can get those results to their phone. If they can get a notification, it'll come up in a note and they are getting those instantly. Now, once the radiologist reads those, those are Mm -hmm. coming to the patient. Um, depending on the result, they will also, they will always be getting a letter from me in the mail with, uh, what their results mean in terms of next steps within the program. Mm-hmm. But they should also be getting a phone call from whoever the referring provider was, their office, discussing those results with them. So we we like to say usually within four business days that gives the mm-hmm. – um, the radiologist time to read it that report to go over to the referring provider their team to review it make a plan and reach out to you so if those results are negative you'll just return in a year uh, for your next exam and we'll we'll keep going about that as long as you remain eligible so Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is that age component of the eligibility criteria so patients can age out in two ways they can actually age out so 50 to 80 so if you reach that threshold you're no longer eligible there um, or age out in smoking years so if you are a former smoker and you had quit 15 years ago, now it's 16 years, now it's 17 years ago, you're no longer eligible as far as insurance coverage goes as well. There,
0: so you mentioned um, what will happen if the results are negative. What happens if those results come back as positive? What are the next steps for the patient?
1: So it really depends on what. How I guess to the to the degree of positiveness. So how what kind of nodules were seen? How suspicious is the radiologist of this being cancer? Mm-hmm. And so the radiologist report will come with it with their recommendations will come back to whoever the referring provider was, most likely your primary care, and they'll discuss a plan. They'll mm-hmm. come up with one and then they'll call out call to you. I've had some providers bring patients back in to kind of discuss these results if they think that would come across better. Mm-hmm. Just really Like I said, we've seen everywhere in between, we've seen, let's uh, repeat in six months, let's repeat in three months, let's go ahead and move forward to pulmonology. So it really just depends on what was found as far as that positive result means.
0: So if somebody does want to talk to their, or if they are interested in getting a lung cancer screening, can they just go to their PCP and just have that conversation and just tell them, I think I'm eligible for lung cancer, can we talk about it?
1: Yeah, so currently uh, Medicare for sure and a lot of private insurances are requiring that conversation to be in person. So you actually will need to schedule a visit and come see your provider. There are some insurances that will let that be a telephone call or something of that sort. Mm -hmm. The great thing about our electronic medical record at Phelps Health is it is built to flag a patient nine times out of 10 so if if within your record you're seeing these pack years you're seeing the age things like that you're seeing these eligibility criteria and that a patient is Mm -hmm. matching those when a provider goes to open that patient's chart through our electronic medical record it'll pop up this bright yellow box that says hey they could potentially be a patient maybe Mm -hmm. this is a conversation you should have but um even so if it's something that a patient thinks that they could be eligible for and want to move forward with Mm -hmm. they definitely should So Devin,
0: we are running out of time today, but I want to end with what I think is probably the most important question that I have. Um, What would you say to a patient who is worried or scared about getting a lung cancer screening and why is it so important that they overcome that fear?
1: Yeah. So I would say, as we've said many times today, knowledge is power. Whatever result comes from this screening is going to better you in the long run we're going to be able to find these cancers early we're going to be able to treat them early if there is one and if it's negative we can move forward with smoking cessation or other things to keep you healthy um, Mm -hmm. and keep you on the right path Um, but I would say don't don't worry you know being anxious about it ahead of time isn't going to help anything so regardless of what happens today it's a step in the right direction yes well definitely
0: um well thank you so much for being here today Devin you have been so knowledgeable and we enjoyed having you and um you've done so great that I'm gonna have to ask you to come back at some point so I hope you're ready (laughs) sounds good thank you Uh, we have been speaking today with Devin Greep lung cancer screening coordinator at Phelps Health Delbert Day Cancer Institute if you missed part of the show or would like like to listen to it again please visit phelpshealth.org